You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Senate Republicans are ready. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. They'll put forward their policing reform plan the day after President Trump's executive order. We must improve accountability, increase transparency, and invest more resources in police training, recruiting, and community engagement. But Democrats were critical. Congressman James Clyburn told Fox, Much, much too little and does not go far enough. They may advance their bill in a House committee today after the Senate legislation is unveiled. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the Republican-crafted Justice Act would encourage police departments to eliminate chokeholds. It also includes a tracking mechanism for use of force and no-knock warrants. GOP Senator Tim Scott says his bill has most of what Democrats want, but draws the line at ending qualified immunity, which protects officers from civil lawsuits. Poison pills in their legislation, and that's why Mitch McConnell said it's a non-starter for those poison pills. The Republican bill also links federal funding to increased use of body cameras. Dave? Right, so there were more protests overnight in Richmond, Virginia. They took down another Confederate statue. Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is downplaying a spike in new coronavirus cases. That's led to some bars and restaurants to close in Jacksonville Beach. He's not interested in pausing reopening statewide, rejecting calls for making masks in public mandatory. Florida had more than 2,700 new cases Tuesday, its largest one-day increase since the pandemic began. Arizona's ICU capacity is at more than 80%, while in Texas, COVID hospitalizations reached an all-time high this week. Fox's Casey Stegall, Connecticut, has seen a virus decline, so it's moving forward to with more reopenings, people can eat in restaurants, go to bowling alleys and movie theaters. Not everyone, though, is saying they're ready to go back inside and dine in, for instance. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. A police chief in Georgia is on leave and under investigation after what he wrote on social media earlier this month. And the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports allegations of wrongdoing unrelated to it are part of the probe. Johns Creek Police Chief Chris Byers is facing an avalanche of backlash after criticizing the Black Lives Matter organization on his Facebook page. Writing the movement seems to glorify the killing of his brothers and sisters, apparently referring to police officers. The city is now investigating the Atlanta area chief for that and other issues. In his controversial post, Byers described George Floyd's death as an act of racism. He also says he values black lives, but does not support the Black Lives Matter organization. Tom Graham, Fox News. This says we still wait the DA's decision in Atlanta on whether the fired police officer who shot and killed Rayshard Brooks after resisting arrest will face charges. John Bolton has a lot to say about the Ukraine controversy that led to impeachment and much more, but President Trump doesn't want his book to come out. A lawsuit filed by the Trump administration says former National Security Advisor John Bolton agreed not to publish any classified information without proper approval and is breaking that bargain with his forthcoming memoir the room where it happened. Bolton's book is set to be released next week, but the Trump administration says a review for classified information is not complete. And President Trump has suggested
that Bolton could face a criminal problem. Attorneys for Bolton say they have worked with the White House for months on classification questions and accused the administration of dragging out the process to censor Bolton. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. There's a lot of concern on a virus-caused recession about the effect on charities and nonprofits. A new report from Giving USA says donations last year rose more than 2% to a record high $450 billion. On Wall Street, Dow futures are up nearly 200 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. With your headlines, we'll get up to 93 degrees today here in Acadiana. Your full weather forecast is coming up. A 17-year-old from Brobridge sadly died yesterday while swimming with a group of friends near the Bayou Amy boat landing in Henderson. It happened just before noon yesterday, according to the St. Martin Parish Sheriff's Office. Authorities have identified the teen as Devon Baptiste. Witnesses say he showed signs of distress and then failed to resurface. That's when 911 was called. His body was found shortly after rescuers arrived on the scene. A one-time confirmed and admitted incoming LSU freshman who filmed himself screaming the N-word on camera. His name is Drew Dollar. He's from West Monroe. He will not be attending the state's flagship university come fall. LSU's Black Male Leadership Initiative applauds the university's decision. LSU has refused to comment further on the subject, citing privacy concerns. A study from Scripps Research Institute indicates that mutations in the strain of a coronavirus that's circulating in the U.S. right now may be much more infectious than its Wuhan predecessor. Kevin Barnhart has that story. But how much worse is it? Approximately 10 times more infectious for human cells than the original one. LSU Health New Orleans molecular geneticist Dr. Lucio Mila says the viruses that contain a mutated protein are much more stable. It is more abundant because it doesn't fall apart. He adds that letting the virus spread for herd immunity to develop is more dangerous than originally thought. The more viruses are out there, the better the chance that one of them is going to hit on a mutation that makes it more infectious. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Louisiana has now seen three straight days of COVID-19 hospitalizations. That metric used by health officials to track the actual rate of community spread. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu says their contact tracing data shows this is largely due to increased social interactions in recent weeks and possibly due to Memorial Day. Moving around in the community, whether you're going to a phase two opened facility or not, just being out and about more is going to increase the risk that you're going to come in contact with someone with COVID, increase the risk that COVID spreads. BU says it does not appear the recent increase in transmissions is disproportionately due to new clusters in nursing homes. Neighboring Texas and Arkansas have seen record-breaking increases in the last week, and Bio says it could be foreshadowing for us. A lot of what they've done has preceded us by about two weeks. So I think as we're looking towards the future, we're looking next door to see what the present looks like for them. Statewide, the growth in cases has been the largest in Lake Charles, Alexandria, and the Monroe regions. Bio says the recent upward trend here and the record spikes in neighboring states are important reminders the pandemic is not over. And we need to continue wearing masks and social distancing. If we don't take those personal actions, uh, then there's no reason to believe we'd be any different than our neighboring states in a week or two. The U.S. Senate's lone African-American GOP member set to unveil police reform legislation this morning in response to the George Floyd protests. The legislation limits the use of chokeholds, requires officers to intervene if they see excessive force, and provides for more cameras. Senator Bill Cassidy says Tim Scott's bill is a necessary conversation. People need to know that they are heard, and that which can be done to address on a federal level is done, and hopefully as well on state and local levels. Yesterday, the president signed his own executive order blocking federal funds from heading to police departments that do not limit the use of chokeholds. Cassidy says he looks forward to the coming debate over policies and reforms and wants other states to take a look at New Orleans police's use of force for policy and their guidance. If Minneapolis had had the training of the NOPD, George Floyd would not have died. Outside of one notable incident near the Crescent City Connection Bridge, there has been limited conflict between protesters and the NOPD since Floyd's death. Chokeholds feature prominently in both today's Senate legislation and the president's order, but Cassidy says a total ban 
warrants further study. The, the officer is a female, and she's 140 pounds, and she's trying to control somebody who's 220, a male, and aggressive or inebriated, then there has to be something about that. Democrats have attacked the GOP proposal, calling it too narrow. Instead, touting a more expansive House bill, we're told that would be dead on arrival in the Senate. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug research have found. In some national headlines, a pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally that's happening in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Attorney Clark Brewster argued the rally is going to spread coronavirus, quote, without a question. Trump has held off on campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness. Saturdays will be his first since March. And finally, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is pushing against removing Confederate statues from the U.S. Capitol building. Speaking to reporters, McConnell explained it's, quote, nonsense that we need to airbrush the Capitol and scrub out everybody. He was talking about those with slavery connections from years ago. The Kentucky Republican noted that each state is allowed two statues and can trade them out if they want to. Both parties have been told and they're going to debate whether the monuments remain in the building. But McConnell has argued it should be a decision made by the individual states. This news update is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Plenty of sunshine out there today with temperatures pushing their way into the lower 90s. We're up at about 93 degrees again today. Winds coming from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. 10% chance maybe for a quick shower down closer to the coastline. Lows tonight going to get down to around 69 degrees with clear skies overnight. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Our weather update is brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Questions about youth or high school sports? Well, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Find more information at positivecoach.com. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. And we're looking at the roads this morning. Luckily, no fog or anything to report. Looks clear outside, and the roads are clear too. All the interstates appear to be moving as they should. Let's try to keep it that way. If there's anything else we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232-15. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, good morning. It is June 17th. It's Winging It Wednesday. Okay. Stephen Handwerks coming up on the show. Rob and Bernie with you. Remember that, uh, what was that called? Blue Collar Comedy Tour? Yes. And it was like one of the words that big Bill Ingvall said, and it was, witcha, did you? <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't bring your boat, witcha, did you? <laughs> anyway. I love him. Hey, He's uh, crazy fun. Welcome in. Welcome in. It's a big uh, Wednesday morning. It means we're, uh, you know, getting close to that halfway point. What? One day before my favorite day of the week, that is pre-Friday. Yeah. Pre- we'll make it work. Pre-Friday is pretty good. Hey, look, um, not much rain in the forecast and very hot today 93 tomorrow 94 by the way yes area off the coast of north carolina being watched for tropical development but but what but what man but that, what that one's not going to affect us okay there good. is a little part of drama and um, mm-hmm. forming off the coast of south america off uh-huh. like the northeastern coast of that continent we're going to be watching so you know what if you All need right. any reminder just to live your life, just live your just life Just live today. your life, people. <laughs> you know? You don't know what's next in 2020. It's, I know. Uh, it's a little weird out there. That's right. It's going to mm-hmm. be a, a busy day today. Um, over in Washington, D.C. this morning, we're going to hear the GOP plan for police reform. It's led by South Carolina's Tim Scott, um, the only black member of the GOP delegation um, in the Senate there. Only black senator from the GOP is what I was trying to say, but okay. I had a little uh, mental train wreck. In this whole show, like us together, a mental train ride. Yes, and you know what? People yes. are lining up to sponsor it. Right, so, it, we so must welcome be to your Wednesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to hear uh, about that. This comes on the heels yesterday. The president uh, signed an executive order about the mm-hmm. same thing. So the big issue is chokeholds. Okay. And, you know, um, obviously we saw, which by the way, what we saw with, with George Floyd was not even a chokehold. It was so much worse. You oh know, with God, yeah. it was just so much pressure put on the man's back and his neck. Um 
obviously the first images we saw was from the first video. So you right. just saw the one officer on his neck. And then you saw that other view where there were two other officers on his back. That's not even a chokehold, but the president has gone a step further and, you know, to say mm-hmm. um, they would withhold federal funding from any department that did not ban the use of them unless it was a case of life or death involving the officer. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard a, a soundbite from Bill Cassidy where he says, or Senator Bill Cassidy, where he says, you know, if you have a, a an officer who may be a female, 120 pounds, and she can't get this a large man right. you know, under control, then in that situation, her life could be in danger. So we'll see what happens with Tim Scott's bill. And that's going to come out a little bit later on this morning. Uh, we're going to talk legal issues coming up with our legal expert, mm-hmm. Loretta Powers. Mm-hmm. going to run mm-hmm. through a few different things, including a move by Facebook to fire an employee who took a stand that Facebook did not remove some of Trump's posts. Well, Mark Zuckerberg said that I've been very clear. It's not what we're doing. It's not what we want to do on our platform. Twitter can do their own thing. Right. And you fire. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're going to get to that um, here in a couple minutes. Of course, Winging It Wednesday brought to you by LABI. We're going to talk to Stephen Handwork. Uh, you know, I'm anxious in what he hears because he's brought this up a time or two, not even talking about this issue specifically, but the workforce protections for LGBTQ people. Right. You know, he identifies in that category. Mm-hmm. He's a gay man, lives in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm interested in kind of what he thinks, what what people he knows are saying about it. Step in the right direction. I, I would I would bet he's going to say yes. So I'm we're gonna, thinking yes. We're going to okay. uh, find about that. But I also want to start to ask about, you know, we're marching on in November. You know, I love every time we talk to him, I love to sort of take the temperature and say, who's working in the state? You know, what? Mm-hmm. which one of the Democratic contenders are, are, are doing work? So now it's the presumptive nominee is Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And um, is he doing enough? This is a state that loves President Trump. Yeah. Um, you're which is. You kind of devise all of defies all logic because you have a, a Democrat governor. But guess what? The Democrat governor has made it a point to talk about his relationship with the president and doing mm-hmm. things for our state. Um, but boy, I, a lot of Trump people are like, mm, I know I don't uh, like John Bell. I, uh, yes. Yes. I mean, well, no. And I didn't say that part had to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, but John I, Bell. I he's no political novice. Right. He's got to he's got to play fair. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I remember whenever uh, Trump was in, I guess the last time he was in the state was when he was in Lake Charles at that new LNG plant. Yeah, I think so. I and think that um, was the last time. Yeah. It, it was before the actual election had happened for governor. And so all these Edwards commercials start running in that market, thanking the president for coming and realizing the importance of energy and what Louisiana can do to the nation's energy sector. And you kind of sit back and you're like, man, whoever's consulting you. <laughs> <laughs> Knows what they're doing. Um, uh, anyway, all right. So uh, Loretta Powers is on deck. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will talk to her about some legal issues across dang. the country. And then we march forward with the Katie Morning News on this Wednesday morning. Happy you're with us, and buckle up. It's going to be a ride. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. So legal issues across the country. We always up to check in with Loretta Powers to take a look at some of the stories making headlines. Um, good morning to you, Loretta. First of all, how are you doing? I mean, are we are you working from home? Are you going somewhere? Are you doing Zoom calls? What's your situation? So court starts in about a week. We're still doing Zoom hearings. Um, I'm working from home personally, but uh, some people decide to go to the office, mm-hmm. and that's all right. How are those Zoom hearings? Because you know, a lot of times you get you got to get all dressed up. You gotta you gotta oh, do yeah. your hair. You gotta go to the courthouse. You gotta park. You gotta feed the meter. I mean, all these things. But guess what? You could do it from the comfort of your home. I'm telling you, Loretta, if I was in a Zoom hearing, I would not be wearing the matching pants to my suit. <laughs> I'd probably be wearing some shorts and a jacket, you know? No, the judge actually commented on how I was like one of the only dressed person that they saw. <laughs> I mean, opposing counsel was actually in a sweatshirt. So oh. the judge actually ruled very favorable in my <laughs> position, Sweet. I think, because of that. The judge is in a robe. All right, we got to keep Loretta on speed dial if we <laughs> ever need a, some representation. She, we know she's going to at least take her sweatshirt right? off, you know? All right, so um, big ruling this week. Um, Well, I guess it actually happened last week, but still hearing about the reverberations through this, and it is um, the the decision that employers cannot fire individuals for being members of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, What does this mean, and is there still fallout? I know a bunch of people weren't happy with this one. 
Yeah, well, it was actually Trump's Supreme Court nomination, Neil Gorsuch, who actually issued this opinion. I think it's a really good deal because lower courts have ruled that it's implied in the original statute that LGBTQ plus is already included in the Civil Rights Act on the basis of sex. After all, uh, if a woman is dating a woman and she's fired, however, she's dating a man and not fired, that is discrimination on the basis of sex. So I think the only fallout is, hey, look, it's kind of Congress's job to write this into the statute. The Supreme Court kind of hijacked it, but I think it just depends on how you read the existing statute. That Because what they did was basically just affirm what a lot of people said was already standing. It wasn't necessarily like this brand new thing that they decided. Exactly. Another um, Supreme Court issue, they will not re-examine doctrine that shields police. Obviously, the protests that are happening nationwide, we know a police bill will be unveiled a little bit later on this morning. Why is this one so important? have sovereign immunity, meaning if they are acting within the scope of their employment, they cannot be sued. But what happens if they go outside of that scope? What happens if they use excessive force? Well, right now, there's a doctrine of qualified immunity. Now, the Supreme Court back in the 80s kind of created this out of thin air. They definitely hijacked Congress's job on this one. And they said, well, if excessive force is used, we're also going to decide, hey, was it reasonable. And if that's the case, then they cannot be sued. Of course, you have people with the movements of Black Lives Matter. They think that excessive force should never be used. So they were really hoping that the Supreme Court would take up this issue. All right. I don't want to take up too too much of your time because you have to get dressed for a hearing, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But Facebook has fired an employee who protested an action on a Trump post. You know, we're talking about, we often talk about social media as this, you know, large umbrella and all these different sites. But, you know, you look at two of the biggest players, Twitter and Facebook, doing very different things when it comes to content by the Trump campaign, the president himself, and some employees are not happy about it. Yeah, Facebook news. You know, it's my favorite soap opera about computer (laughs) nerds. So in today's episode, it, it all goes down to Trump's tweet. You know, whenever the looting starts, the shooting starts. He wanted that taken down because he thought it incited violence. Zuckerberg was like, uh, we kind of want that up there because it's a warning of how state actors are going to act if somebody loots. So we kind of want that as a warning. At the end of the day, it's it's free speech, and Facebook is kind of cutting down on that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Hey, Loretta Powers, it's always great talking to you. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Gosh, those She's Zoom so cool. calls. I know. And you know what? Really? You're going to court. You're going in front of a judge, and you're wearing a sweatshirt. Right. I would walk in. I'd say, uh, excuse me, just want to verify, you are um, you are def- the def- defendant's counsel, right? <laughs> um you lose. Okay. <laughs> 626 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hey, the Seize the Deal spring auction is going on right now at yes. KPL965.com. You just click on auction. Go get a Some deal. Some great discounts mm-hmm. there. Um, I love when these auctions come up because there's always a little home improvement project. Maybe I've been putting sure. off several years ago. Um, I actually, during one of the auctions, had someone come over and refinish my back patio. Mm-hmm. And it's about that time again. Ooh. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And Father's, Father's Day. Father's Day this weekend. I'm burning. You need to forward that to Sarah and just say, oh, you know hey, what Rob just Sarah. mentioned? Um, anyway. Oh, speaking of which, the new two o'clock uh, time thing that I'm doing. Correct. That new show thing. You need the the pledge by your lovely little child. Mm-hmm. Can you put that in in this log permanently? You want it every day. I think that we need to have that every day. You know, I'll I'll tell you. The older that I get, the more I appreciate the pledge. Yeah, and yeah. I love that I have pushed that onto my children. Right, that right. they love the pledge too. Now, if you remember the, when we taught them the pledge, it felt like a prayer to them. Which I you know think because is you lovely. just do it by memory, okay, and yeah, it's just right there. Sure. So they just started saying, you know, Amen, and I think that's pretty cool. So they're just adorable. By the way, I, I think I, everybody needs to hear that every day. I just put it in. Hey, you you want to hear a little preview? Yeah, I do. You want I do. To? Okay. I, I do. Here it is. 
You're listening to Up Close with Bernadette Lee, a pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Have a good afternoon, Acadiana. All right. She was so excited about doing that for you, by the way. It's awesome. We're, we're setting her up because, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, right. we'll bring her in. Uh-huh. We'll lay out some candidates. We'll make her start picking picks. Uh-huh. <laughs> making, making political uh-huh. picks. All right. It's 628 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. <laughs> the headlines are coming up, including some national news. That's just ahead on Acadiana's Morning News. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through. And people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice... You're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Hi today, 93 degrees. Your full weather forecast is coming up after bottom of the hour news. But to catch you up on some things making headlines around the country this morning, Senate Republicans will unveil their police reform package a little bit later on this morning. South Carolina's Tim Scott, the only black GOP member in the Senate, is leading the party's effort to bring changes to local policing following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He'll be joined at a morning press conference by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Republican leaders. Quote, without police, there is chaos. Those are the words from President Trump as he signed an executive order on police reform amid nationwide protests. It sets high standards for using force, including a ban on chokeholds, except for when an officer's life is at risk. It will also create a national database for excessive force complaints. Trump said he's strongly against dismantling or dissolving departments, saying there's only a tiny number of bad cops. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A commonly used and widely available steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug. Dexamethasone cut the risk of death by a third for those on ventilators and a fifth for those on oxygen. The U.K. government has about 200,000 courses of the drug in its stockpile and plans to make it available to patients. You can read more on this story at kpel965.com. At least 24 states are dealing with a spike in coronavirus cases, but the White House says the outlook is still good. Officials believe the disease can be kept under control and that the nation is prepared for a second wave should it come. President Trump predicts a vaccine and cure will happen by the end of the year. In fact, he says the economic recovery will put the U.S. in a, quote, stronger position than before the pandemic. A statue in Albuquerque is being taken down hours after a protester was shot. He was among a group trying to topple the statue of a Spanish conquistador. The victim is said to be in stable condition. The suspected gunman behind bars, Mayor Tim Keller, calls removing the statue a, quote, urgent matter of public safety. The nation's largest utility company just confessed to killing 84 people and starting California's worst wildfire in its history. The entire town of Paradise was nearly wiped out in 2018. It's what drove PG&E into bankruptcy last year. The CEO told a court yesterday his company accepts responsibility and apologized to families of the victims. Sentencing set up for later this week, PG&E could pay up to $4 million in penalties. A pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Trump has held off on holding campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness. Saturday will be his first since March. And finally, the International Space Station getting a new toilet. NASA's new Universal Waste Management System is a big upgrade in both fit and function to the 1990s model that's currently in use. The design is better suited to mixed-gender crews, has tow bars so astronauts can anchor themselves to the toilet in microgravity, and it safely processes the waste into the spacecraft's recycling system. NASA plans to deliver the new toilet to the space station in the fall. It will remain on the ISS through the end of the space station's lifetime. 
Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to be pushing their way into the lower 90s. We'll probably hit up somewhere around 93 degrees, which puts us in very similar territory to the last couple of days. Winds from the north today at 5 to 10 miles an hour, keeping any kind of shower activity pretty confined to the coastline. I think we'll go about 10% on your rain chances here through the afternoon. Lows tonight get down to around 69 with mostly clear skies and getting ready to do it all over again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. What about that space toilet? Um, that's hilarious, but it reminds me of the episode of Big Bang where Howard Wolowitz okay. designs a space toilet. Mm-hmm. So he's got to test it out. Okay. So he uses his mom's meatloaf. Well, the space toilet that he builds is not correctly. They're trying to figure out what is the problem in space. Mm-hmm. So he activates the thing and it shoots the meatloaf up to the ceiling. Well, it's just randomly in like the next 20 minutes, they're in the middle of a conversation and the meatloaf just falls on them. <laughs> space toilet, space force, and space toilet. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, women, wives, girlfriends uh-huh. who would love for there to be something like that <laughs> so that the, the pee really, don't go everywhere. Is it really made by Dyson? Well, <laughs> sounds like a good time. All right. Hey, uh, your weather update is brought to you by Overhead Door Company of Lafayette. They'll work for you. Trust no one else over your head. You'll want to have the best. Overhead Door Company of Lafayette. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And we're still getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. I don't know if it's because there's fewer people out driving today or what's going on, but I'll take it. there's anything we need to know about, any... I don't know, signals, traffic signals that are out or something we just don't know about. Hey, give us a call at 232-1542 so we can pass it along. 635 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Uncle Dan? Mom? Dad? If you store your guns properly, so not just anyone can get to them. I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home. Safer when my friends come over. As your neighbor, I'll feel safer. As a school teacher, I'll feel safer. We'll all feel safer. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. All right, it is 6.38 here on this Wednesday morning, and some back and forth that has gone on for years and years between North and South Korea came to another kind of violent end. There was a new building that had recently been built, um, was blown up by the North. Um, Two years ago, um, this office was built to improve relations, and Simon Owen looks like we're sort of going in the opposite direction. He joins us this morning from London. Good morning to you. Good morning. So tell me about, was there some sort of provocation we don't know about, or is it just... Are they just crazy? Yeah, the situation we're in. What happened? Mm. The North Koreans are saying that uh, this is part of an ongoing dispute. For the past few weeks, they've been complaining vocally about defectors, people who leave North Korea, move to South Korea, and then some of them become activists. And one of the tactics that these activists use is they get giant balloons and they fill them with propaganda, with leaflets criticizing North Korea's leadership, with USB sticks containing international movies, efforts to basically show North Koreans who live in this highly controlled, very secretive country where they have very limited uh, exposure to the outside world, these balloons carry material that gives them a hint about what the rest of the world might be like, and they can really be very eye-opening. And North Korea has in recent weeks been calling these defective activists who do this human scum. It's been furious with South Korea for letting them do this. But the curious thing with this is, is that this has been going on for years. This is not a new tactic by these activists. 
And so that is leading to some speculation among analysts who watch North Korea from the outside that, you know, it, the, the, the way they've been responding, and as you mentioned, blowing this building up as, as one of the responses, that is not necessarily, I mean, they say it's just about these defectors, but the suspicion is that there's more to it, that North Korea's economy is facing new crises, new devastation with international sanctions about its nuclear weapons still in full effect, and maybe even a serious coronavirus outbreak at the same time. And so some experts reckon that this is a distraction, an, an effort to distract people in North Korea from their own government's failings. You know, it's it seems like North Korea, the one thing that I think they're good at on the international stage is symbolism. You know, and, and that's even though they're they haven't fired weapons into South Korea, they use the nearby, you know, bodies of water to you know, threaten folks from the south, threaten the United States even. But this terrain in between the north and south it's not like there's an interstate between the two. I mean, it's very mountainous in that area. Of course, there's the DMZ, which we have seen. But, you know, some folks have compared it to the desert area between Mexico and, and Texas, or Mexico and our southern border, where, you know, if you make it across that, that's already a, an accomplishment just because of the terrain. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a broad um, strip of land, the demilitarized zone, um, and actually it is one of the most heavily armed areas in the world. And depending on where you are, it can be a couple of miles wide or it can be much thinner uh, than that. But it is this, this, this mark which was laid out at the end of the Korean, uh, when, the, when the Koreas were split, this was where the line was, was going to be. And so there is this heavily fortified border. And this particular building that's, that's in the news now was actually in North Korea. It's on the North Korean side of the border. And it was part of that flurry of diplomacy a couple of years ago when Kim Jong-un of North Korea was traveling and meeting with President yep. Trump yep. and meeting with the South Korean president. And one of the results of that was that they agreed to set up this, they called it the Joint Liaison office, kind of like a joint embassy, it was just, just in North Korea, and North Korean officials moved in, South Korean officials moved in, and they worked for a while side by side. It was kind of symbolic, but it was a notable symbol of cooperation. Uh, that is the building that North Korea has now destroyed. And I think it's worth saying that this isn't some kind of tiny office or makeshift structure. This was a four-story, glass-fronted, gleaming building renovated two years ago uh, at the expense of South Korean taxpayers. And now we have North Korean state TV today airing video from multiple angles of the moment it was destroyed wow. with Explosives. All right, Simon Owen from London, we appreciate your time today and uh, appreciate your reporting as always. Thanks a lot. All right, 642. I love that And you know what? That's, that is a clarification because when I first heard it, you know, I yeah. was thinking about those little, they're not huts, but I mean like little maybe 500 square foot little buildings that mm. they have at the DMZ. Yeah. I thought it was one of those. I didn't realize it was a whole building. And, right. You know, it, it will of course lead people to ask, hey, um, does all the effort, you know, from the rest it's of the world. It's called the last mile. Was, and this um, weak link. I'm sorry I accidentally okay. hit that button. Um, all, all the efforts from governments from around the world, whether it's Japan, whether it's the United States, mm -hmm. South Korea. I mean, has all that stuff. I mean, was it all just kind of failed for nothing, you know? Anyway. Do they do it for attention in a way? Because as Simon was saying, you know how bad things are there. But you know, it's, it's their own creation. <laughs> I know. It's like a Disney World of a country mm -hmm. where you have these big buildings that are built and not a single person ever goes inside. Yep. You know? I anyway. know. All right, it's 643 coming up the KPL topic train. That's after Kim Commando. Stay with us. If I learn how to press the button, too. It's I'm called sorry. the last mile. And this weak link is the reason why most people don't have super fast connection speeds in their homes. But 5G is about to change everything. Your Wednesday consumer tech update is brought to you by Simply Safe, designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Go to simplysafekim.com and get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Getting very high-speed data lines into every home is an expensive problem because of the cost of upgrading the lines in the neighborhoods. Enter 5G. It's not only for smartphones. It will also wirelessly connect the Internet to your home. Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T's 5G 
will offer what's called fixed wireless access. It's an alternative to cable modems using 5G for blazing fast gigabit speeds to our homes. So in neighborhoods not yet wired with fiber, it may never be necessary. And today, 5G is deployed in 31 cities, at least another 30 coming by the end of the year. I'm Kim Commando. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you. From helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you need a pair of premium wireless earbuds and Raycon is the way to go. Raycon start at about half the price of other premium brands on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Their everyday E25 earbuds are their best model yet, with six hours of playtime, more bass, and a comfortable noise-isolating fit you can rock all day long. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash kim. That's buyraycon.com slash kim, buyraycon.com slash kim. KPL Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. Gotta love the love train song. Good morning mm-hmm. to you. Bernie, a survey found these are the five things that are the best Air. about getting older. Okay. You know, sometimes people have issues with their age. I know some people, they fudge it, you know, mm-hmm. and fudging two or so years, mm-hmm. you know, maybe when you're just past like, past like a benchmark year, I think is all right. Mm-hmm. Once you get into like seven or eight years, it's a little bit suspect. <laughs> yeah. Can't fudge it that much. Wait a second. Uh, you were 41 in 1999, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so uh, this survey says more life experience. And you're wiser about making decisions as you get older. I think people so. love that. Okay. Um, being comfortable in your own skin. Yes, you stress over wrinkles, but you still end up feeling more confident than the 20 something who's still oh, trying to figure things out. It is so true. So true. Having a greater sense of gratitude for the little things Oof, and study amen. after study after study say that the more thankful we are, the happier we are. Yeah. Thankful for every day. That's my big G every day. The more independence you have and more freedom you have, mm-hmm. you don't, I was literally just telling my mom, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I think it's, I think I'm ready to maybe devote some time to this on the show. We, we've talked about it before, but, uh, my grandmother is battling dementia yeah. and it is, it is taking her away from us so quickly. And luckily my mom doesn't have kids at home anymore. Yeah. So she can spend every single weekend with her. Right. You know, from Friday morning to Sunday evening. That's, that's what she does. Right. And I tell her every time that it gets hard, you know, cause it's a hard thing to deal with. I always say, mom, at least you have nothing, no one else. My stepdad is like, that's where you need to be. Don't worry mm-hmm. about me. I'm good. Go do that. Yes. No kids at home that you have to feed, you know, all that, those things you got to do. Yeah. So, you know what? You got to be thankful and you have that freedom to do what you need to do. And finally, you just learn to let things go. Or in other words, you figure out what's important and you don't sweat the small stuff. Yes, it's true. Unless Sometimes you have a morning a show partner and you come in and you're like, hey, let me convince. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We work through things, you know. We do. Rob. We do. We light candles. I mean. And we hang out. I vote no? you off the island since you <laughs> the afternoon. But we work through things. So 32% of us in another study say they we've given another driver the finger in traffic. Okay. okay. So um, I haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. Just saying, but it has happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, trash. Total trash. 34% of people say they've honked at someone for driving too slow. Uh-huh. 18% admit to tailgating something. I say admit because that number, you know, is higher. Uh, 12% of cut in front of a bunch of people who are waiting in line to merge. Oh. What, you don't play stupid? Oh, I didn't realize after People that big like old arrow meant. annoy me. I never realized. People like you annoy me. You know what you are? Traffic hogs. Um, you know what I will do, though, if the lane mm. is merging over? I don't know. I didn't know it was supposed to get I in this lane. I will straddle that lane uh-huh. so someone can't pass. I will do that, too. Because ultimately, you're just causing more problems yes. for everyone else, all right? Yes, yes. Um, but seven, you have to put that in a bubble and blow it away eventually. Yeah, I know. 
Seven percent of people have driven on the shoulder to get around traffic. Okay, that's illegal. Don't do it. Not You'll only get that, but over. it's idiotic. It's stupid. You could hurt somebody. How, you could also pick up something in your tire. <laughs> that's what I always Hello? think about. You know, yeah. where do you think all the trash goes? Mm-hmm. Off to the shoulder. Trashy people um, ride on the shoulder of the roadway. Now these are the people who are despicable. Okay, seven okay. percent say they've dinged a car and drove away. Why not? Uh, you know, four wow. percent um, say they've keyed a car. Yeah, and those people are mean. Um, how? What percentage is that? You know, Seven. I'm going to be four? honest, Burn. I really keep what? my cool in Lafayette traffic. Yes. Because one time I got really frustrated because there was a guy and he had his probably two year old. Okay. Standing in the front seat. That's and awful. I got really frustrated, and I'm you know, and I want to. You want to do this? Like you want to look at him and be like. Really? Throw your yeah. hands up and be like, you're the dumbest guy I've ever seen. Really? What are you right. doing here, man? Okay. Um, and then I tell myself, you know what? Maybe they're on the way to the emergency room and the mm. child just had a seizure. That's what I right. tell myself. I mean, you try it's to. Like when someone yeah. tailgates me. You know what I say? Someone mm-hmm. might be in labor. I'm just going to move mm-hmm. away. Right. Um, and every time I've had the urge to do something like that. Yes. I you realize have. I'm wearing a KPL shirt. And so then <laughs> I say, no, maybe I shouldn't do that. Hey, Father's Day is coming up. And a gift card to Spa Maison is just uh, what he wants because dad loves massages too. Right. He needs to relax too. Dad never I'm speaking gets anything. as a dad. You know, um, dad never gets any, he never gets enough time. He never gets enough alone time. You know, you know, and we're like, hey, dad, what about this? What about this? Fix I mean, this. Kill this bug. Yeah. You know? <sighs> so anyway, they are following all the precautions at Spa Maison right they there on Collie Saloon. Also have disposable masks available if you need one mm-hmm. when you go in. If you don't want to get out, you can call ahead. If you need some products, they bring it to you curbside. Spa Mazan is an award-winning Aveda salon offering many things for dad, including massages, facials, pedicures, haircuts, and styles. Remember last year I had that. They said, come on, Rob, come have the gentleman's facial. Mm-hmm. It was the most intense thing I've ever dealt with. Though it was, it was, it felt good after, but I'm sitting there thinking if this is what you women go through to look uh, yeah. good for us, uh-huh. then I appreciate it even more. See? Help dad unwind from all the stress and everyday anxiety, everything going on right now with a gift card to Spa Maison. You can call them at 981-0609. That's 981-0609 or visit them at 2319 Collie Saloon Road in Lafayette. That's not far from the intersection with um, Ambassador Caffrey. They've been there forever. They were like the original. They were the trendsetters. They were. They used to be oh in the middle gosh, of nowhere. Oh my gosh, yes. In the middle of nowhere. And now everywhere is built up around them. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a great time as Mama's on. So nice. Oh, and those shirts. Mm-hmm. <gasps> have you ever put on the shirt there? Yes. It's like a bamboo shirt. And it's so I tried to say, soft. just add this to my tab. I'm walking out with it. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Oh. All right. 655 coming up. Winging it Wednesday. Brought to you by our friends at LABI. Hey, by the way, did you know LABI could help you with employee benefits? Well, that's something we're going to tell you about. Coming up in the next hour, mm. Stephen Hanwork, our guest, nice. executive director of the state Democrat Party, will ask him some questions and ask, how's he going to defeat Trump? Or how is his candidate going to defeat Trump in November? <laughs> I was going to say, what's he going to do? <laughs> I was going to say, it's not, it's not going to be Stephen himself, but we'll see what happens. All right, 656 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Stream online at KPL 96.5. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. On Monday, the Supreme Court sided with California in declining to hear an appeal by the Trump administration on a statewide sanctuary law. Now, the upshot is that at least for now, California can continue its policy of state and local law enforcement refusing to cooperate with federal immigration agencies. The Los Angeles Times editorial board was giddy Over this decision, within hours, they celebrated with an editorial accusing Trump of waging a mean-spirited, costly, and unnecessary war against illegal immigrants. Now, let me caution those of you who, like the LA Times, think this battle is over and who believe the left has won the sanctuary city law fight once and for all. Over the past few weeks, Americans all across the great country have seen lawlessness on display. We have seen a police precinct overrun by thugs and hooligans in Seattle. We've seen it set on fire. We've seen looting, arson, vandalism, violent attacks on business owners go unchecked as elected blue city Democrat leaders choose to sit on their asses and refuse to restore order or defend lives and property. I'll guarantee you something. Millions of law-abiding Americans are appalled, and this Supreme Court ruling just adds to their disgust. 
So don't doubt me. They're waiting until November to demonstrate the amazing political power of disgusted voter pushback against leftist human debris. It'll happen. During this time of massive change, you should know that Zip Recruiter's focus has not changed. They're still doing what they've always done, helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. Now, if you're looking for a job, Zip Recruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. They're dedicated to helping you get hired from caretaking to delivering food and goods, to building medical facilities, supplying protective equipment, so many other opportunities as well. In fact, ZipRecruiter's app will send you up-to-date job openings so you can be one of the first to apply. And if you're actively hiring, ZipRecruiter will invite candidates to apply to your most urgent roles, making it faster and easier to reach the people you need. By connecting people who need jobs and companies that need people, ZipRecruiter is working with all of us so we can keep moving forward. See it come together, ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are KDMS home for news and talk. KPEL FM Brokerage Lafayette. Yet another plan for reforming police. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. This one due out this morning comes from the Senate, led by Republican Tim Scott, who's urging Democrats to work with him to improve police accountability and transparency. If they are more interested in having the issue than the solution, that tells me that partisan politics and November is more important than solving the issues. Democrats are working on their own version today. The House Judiciary Committee is expected to advance the Justice in Policing Act, a wide-ranging bill that includes a national database for reported police misconduct, and it limits qualified immunity, making it easier for police officers to be sued. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell says it's a non-starter. Fox's Jared Halpern, this is the day after President Trump's executive order. Encouraging police departments nationwide to adopt the highest professional standards to serve their communities. Democrats critiqued it as modest, not going far enough. Another Confederate monument was torn down last night in the protests in Richmond, Virginia. The coronavirus keeps spiking up in some states to record levels from Arizona to Texas to Florida. Fox's Evan Brown live in Broward County. Yeah, Dave, Florida is seeing at least a 1,000, even more than 2,000 new coronavirus cases daily for a number of days now. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says it isn't unexpected. You know, I made the point that as you test more, you will see more cases because you're identifying those subclinical cases that just would not have been tested. DeSantis isn't stopping the statewide plans to continually reopen, but in Miami, where the highest concentration of cases have been, the mayor is delaying the start of phase three, Dave. Yeah, but in China, growing up, they can Beijing has shut schools, canceled flights, closed off some neighborhoods. Ask your Amazon smart speaker to play the news from Fox. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Days before President Trump's first campaign rally since March in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
that's had more than a million ticket requests. A judge rejected a lawsuit trying to block it over coronavirus concerns. This isn't about health and safety, and every reasonable person knows that. This is about the Democrats' hypocrisy in wanting to stop President Trump from returning to the campaign trail. That's Trump, Trump 2020 senior legal advisor Jenna Ellis. The rally is expected to draw a mostly unmasked crowd to the BOK Center that likely will not be socially distanced. Attorney Clark Brewster says the concern is this will become a super spreader event that would spread the COVID virus potentially across the northeastern part of Oklahoma and other places. Attorney Paul DeMuro says the goal is not to stop the president's event. He needs to abide by the social distancing guidelines of his own CDC. Oklahoma's health commissioner urged face coverings and six-foot distances between people at the rally. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. A condemned murderer is still alive this morning on death row in Texas. He wasn't supposed to be. The Supreme Court granting Ruben Gutierrez a reprieve about an hour before he was scheduled to die for fatally stabbing an 85-year-old woman more than two decades ago. The justices stepping in after Gutierrez's attorney argued the Texas prison system violated his First Amendment rights by refusing to let a chaplain accompany him to the death chamber. Texas banning all clergy from the death chamber last year after the Supreme Court stayed the execution of another prisoner who requested a Buddhist advisor be allowed in. Gutierrez's execution remains on hold while the justices review his petition to have a spiritual advisor in the death chamber with him. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could rise again. Dow futures up more than 100 points the day after surging back over 26,000. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with your headlines. We'll get up to 93 degrees today here in Acadiana. Your full weather forecast is coming up. A 17-year-old from Brobridge sadly died yesterday while swimming with a group of friends near the Bayou Amy boat landing in Henderson. It happened just before noon yesterday, according to the St. Martin Parish Sheriff's Office. Authorities have identified the teen as Devon Baptiste. Witnesses say he showed signs of distress and then failed to resurface. That's when 911 was called. His body was found shortly after rescuers arrived on the scene. A one-time confirmed and admitted incoming LSU freshman who filmed himself screaming the N-word on camera. His name is Drew Dollar. He's from West Monroe. He will not be attending the state's flagship university come fall. LSU's Black Male Leadership Initiative applauds the university's decision. LSU has refused to comment further on the subject, citing privacy concerns. A study from Scripps Research Institute indicates that mutations in the strain of a coronavirus that's circulating in the U.S. right now may be much more infectious than its Wuhan predecessor. Kevin Barnhart has that story. But how much worse is it? Approximately 10 times more infectious for human cells than the original one. LSU Health New Orleans molecular geneticist Dr. Lucio Mila says the viruses that contain a mutated protein are much more stable. It is more abundant because it doesn't fall apart. He adds that letting the virus spread for herd immunity to develop is more dangerous than originally thought. The more viruses are out there, the better the chance that one of them is going to hit on a mutation that makes it more infectious. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Louisiana has now seen three straight days of COVID-19 hospitalizations. That metric used by health officials to track the actual rate of community spread. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu says their contact tracing data shows this is largely due to increased social interactions in recent weeks and possibly due to Memorial Day moving around in the community, whether you're going to a phase two opened facility or not, just being out and about more is going to increase the risk that you're going to come in contact with somebody with COVID, increase the risk that COVID spreads. BU says it does not appear the recent increase in transmissions is disproportionately due to new clusters in nursing homes. Neighboring Texas and Arkansas have seen record-breaking increases in the last week, and Bio says it could be foreshadowing for us. A lot of what they've done has preceded us by about two weeks. So I think as we're looking towards the future, and we're looking next door to see what the present looks like for them. Statewide, the growth in cases has been the largest in Lake Charles, Alexandria, and the Monroe regions. Bio says the recent upward trend here and the record spikes in neighboring states are important reminders the pandemic is not over. And we need to continue wearing masks and social distancing.
If we don't take those personal actions, uh, then there's no reason to believe we'd be any different than our neighboring states in a week or two. The U.S. Senate's lone African-American GOP member set to unveil police reform legislation this morning in response to the George Floyd protests. The legislation limits the use of chokeholds, requires officers to intervene if they see excessive force, and provides for more cameras. Senator Bill Cassidy says Tim Scott's bill is a necessary conversation. People need to know that they are heard, and that which can be done to address on a federal level is done, and hopefully as well on state and local levels. Yesterday, the president signed his own executive order blocking federal funds from heading to police departments that do not limit the use of chokeholds. Cassidy says he looks forward to the coming debate over policies and reforms and wants other states to take a look at New Orleans police's use of force for policy and their guidance. If Minneapolis had had the training of the NOPD, George Floyd would not have died. Outside of one notable incident near the Crescent City Connection Bridge, there has been limited conflict between protesters and the NOPD since Floyd's death. Chokeholds feature prominently in both today's Senate legislation and the president's order, but Cassidy says a total ban warrants further study. If the officer is a female and she's 140 pounds and she's trying to control somebody who's 220, a male, and aggressive or inebriated, then there has to be something about that. Democrats have attacked the GOP proposal, calling it too narrow. Instead, touting a more expansive House bill, we're told that would be dead on arrival in the Senate. There's new hope for some of the sickest coronavirus patients fighting to survive. A steroid is proving to be the first life-saving drug research have found. In some national headlines, a pair of Oklahoma attorneys are pushing to have safety measures in place for President Trump's rally that's happening in Tulsa this weekend. The lawyers filed a lawsuit to pressure BOK Center's operator to enforce social distancing and face masks at the event. Attorney Clark Brewster argued the rally is going to spread coronavirus, quote, without a question. Trump has held off on campaign rallies because of the respiratory illness. Saturdays will be his first since March. And finally, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is pushing against removing Confederate statues from the U.S. Capitol building. Speaking to reporters, McConnell explained it's, quote, nonsense that we need to airbrush the Capitol and scrub out everybody. He was talking about those with slavery connections from years ago. The Kentucky Republican noted that each state is allowed two statues and can trade them out if they want to. Both parties have been told and they're going to debate whether the monuments remain in the building. But McConnell has argued it should be a decision made by the individual states. This news update is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Temperatures are going to be pushing their way into the lower 90s. Probably hit up somewhere about 93 degrees in the afternoon, which is pretty close to where we've been over the last couple of days here. Winds are going to come from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. And with clear skies overnight, we'll get those lows down to around 69 degrees. Be on the lookout maybe for a quick passing shower with rain chances at about 10%. But most of that is going to be hovering around the coastline and again, staying very, very isolated. That's how things are going to look forward through the rest of the work week. Not too many issues out there. Temperatures will consistently sit in the lower 90s. I mean, humidity seems to be running a tad lower than it was during the course of the weekend. Moisture starts to bounce back into the area though as we get to, uh, into Saturday and Sunday. By Sunday evening, you can see a couple scattered showers across Acadiana. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Our weather update is brought to you by Matthew James Financial Group, Wealth Management and Retirement Planning. Just a phone call away at 366-8366. That's 366-8366. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And uh, still no accidents or incidents to report to you at this point. Everything looks clear. The interstates look good. But if there's anything we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232 